When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Saul Bookman, Espo, and Gerald Borgay. Gang's all here, guys. First time in a while. And last time time. for a while, too, I think. It's true. Don't we have to? Oh, no, you're traveling. traveling. Yeah. Uh, But it's okay, because we got a lot to celebrate today. The Suns are up 1-0 on the maps here in the second round of the playoffs. Now we've had a night to sleep on it, a morning to digest it. How's everybody feeling? Are you going to the land of the lost sun? Is that what they call New Mexico? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's home of Breaking it's Bad. The, uh, it's on their flag. It's, it's the land of enchantment. enchantment. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> enchantment. Well, enchantment lost sun enchantment. Meth lords. Meth lords. <laughs> I think that's one of the most overrated movies. Meth lords. Speaking of meth lords. <laughs> I don't know. I have no transition. That's all I stopped I, at. I, yeah, I, so the game was good. Yeah, I'm feeling actually better <laughs> after uh, after kind of digesting it. Thinking about it, uh, that final six minutes kind of, you know, when in the moment made you go, ah, well, I don't know. Like, sure, they were playing uh, off defensively because they had thought it was over, but could it be something? After a good night of sleep, it's nothing. The Suns uh, played a spectacular game one. I expect more of it in game two. I don't even feel like they played a spectacular game one. I just thought that they played their normal game. And they absolutely destroyed the Dallas Mavericks, who have nothing to offer besides Luka Doncic, who I would argue is just an empty stat stuffer. So I I don't know. Maybe it's overconfidence or what, but uh, the Suns appeared to me to be on their way to another sweep in the second round in back-to-back years. Suns playing normal is the Suns playing great. They were 64-win team, best team ever in franchise history. So their normal is a step above everybody else. Yeah, I felt like especially after that first round series that was a lot more um, competitive than I think most of us were expecting, last night was kind of that return to form. You you and I were kind of on the same page as far as that. They're like the Pelicans present a lot of problems that the Mavs don't in yes. this series. Like the second chance points, offensive rebounds, the free throw thing. Like the Mavs are average or bad in all of those categories. So yeah. this is a much the Mavs are a better team than the Pelicans, but this is a much more favorable matchup. Mm-hmm. Are, are they a better team? 
Just record-wise, yes, but... I think they are. I, I really do think that you put the Mavs and the Pelicans in a seven-game series, and that's probably win that oh, series. I, think, I, I don't think so at all. I think the Pels would wipe the floor with them because basically Brandon Ingram and, and Luka... Uh, I mean, wouldn't completely eliminate each other out, but um, you know they both can do a variety of different things, and I think you're close enough with that matchup. But then you got CJ McCollum, so you have a number two. But you know the the, the Mavs don't really have a number two. McCollum, I honestly, with the way that CJ shot in the playoffs and has shot the last few years, I'd take Jalen Brunson the way he was playing in the first round over. Would you McCollum. take him how he played last night? <laughs> I mean, no, but that's against you know a top five defense that. This is a rough series for him because the Suns have so much length and they have the speed to stick with him. When Devin Booker takes that assignment personally and, and really sticks with him, that's that's a tough matchup. Yeah, for but him. Alvarado would eat Brunson up too. If you can give it, if you can try to give Chris Paul the business, I can't imagine Jalen Brunson's going to do any better. Brunson has a little bit more speed to make him pay, though. I feel like Chris, when you're like backing a guy down and wasting seven eight seconds just to get across the half court line it's a little different but no i get your point like i i just i do think the mavs are a better team or at least they were during the regular season but matchup wise this is just so much nicer oh i mean yeah just look at the the glass you know rebounding (laughs) i mean that in and of itself was was refreshing that they were able to take care of that Mm -hmm. and and dominate on the glass after basically they got dominated for six games on the glass, you know, it's, it's it, there's no second chance point problems in this series without that rebounding issue. So this plays into the Suns' favor in a lot of ways. Can the can the Mavs win a game? Maybe two, just on the back of Luca. Potentially, he's that good offensively, but that would take a systemic failure in a lot of different other areas for the Suns. The Suns have to beat themselves to lose in this series. I agree. Are there any adjustments you guys would make on either team for game two? I think for the Mavs, the idea of going even smaller has been floated as far as because when they did make that run with in the fourth quarter, Dorian Finney-Smith was playing at the five and they offensively, that was their best quarter. I do think if you put Dorian Finney-Smith at the five, DA is going to break his playoff career high, hands down. Um I don't know that that's the solution. I think that's something you have to try if you're Jason Kidd because you got to mix it up somehow. But for the Suns, my kind of only adjustment was, you know, be a little quicker to maybe pull the JaVale McGee minutes if, you know, Maxi Kleba had a field day with those threes in the first half. And a lot of them were on just pick and pop switches with JaVale McGee. Um, so maybe putting Biz in those spots, having a more mobile big who can defend the perimeter is the way to go there. But other than that, like the Suns can be a little bit better with their three-point defense. I just thought they played pretty well for the most part. I will also say, you know, for a stretch there in the fourth quarter, because I feel like you're going to get multiple fourth quarters like the one we saw last night where you have a, a nice substantial lead and you've got to figure out how to not only keep scoring and keep the pressure on, but also milk the clock. Mm-hmm. I thought the Suns did far too much milking the clock instead of just running their offense and and get going in fears that, you know, maybe the, the the Mavs were about to hit an all-time hot, you know, heater and just go crazy from three. Like, listen, the three-point shot is the most volatile shot in basketball. Like, you, you know, you live by it, you die by it. That's the phrase. And the Dallas Mavericks are going to try and live by it in this series if they go small. But two-point shots are far more consistent. That's why EJ loves them. That's why, you know, that's why the Suns are one of the best mid-game, you know, mid-range teams in the NBA they have to dominate 
the mid-range and in. They just have to. And D.A., I'm telling you, I said it last night. I, I thought he, for sure he was on his way to 30 last night. I can't believe. I, it's it's like it's like he was like, oh, Saul put 25 points on me. I got you. 25, I'm done. Yeah. And that was it. He and he didn't like score again. I don't even think he took rough. another shot the rest of the game. Well, no, he, he missed like four shots his last four, I think. And he meant like in that fourth quarter going back and watching it, how many shots they missed that were just make bolt. Like they mm-hmm. missed three or four wide open threes. Mm-hmm. DA missed um, a layup. Oh, yeah. And then right, he missed he that hook shot put back that he had when he got his own miss on mm-hmm. that book, missed a layup book, missed a mid range jumper that was wide open. Chris Paul missed a couple of middies. Like it was just a, we- it was an anomaly. If there was an improvement, I'd like to see it be CP three being a little bit more efficient and better at, at, at passing the ball in that fourth in that fourth quarter, I thought there was a couple times where he just kind of ignored his teammates and took a, a shot. One of them was a kind of a crazy fluke bank shot, and another one was kind of a, an off balance split leg throw up that he just didn't even come close to. I I would like to see them throw it to Da a little bit more down low um, or hit wide open players because I think that's where some of the disgruntledness came from last night a little bit. Yeah, well, I think what you're saying, I mean, you're the king of law of averages, right? And I feel like that's what the fourth was because they were super hot those first three and it caught up to them a little bit on some of those misses. But I think, I mean, it's not really an adjustment, but Chris Paul having more assists, like it's all saying. Mm -hmm. He finished with three. I'd like to see him more in that Chris Paul role of distributing, getting everybody involved, but that's nitpicking. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a very small thing, and that's where – after a game like game one, it's where you're at. Maybe I'd even suggest don't pull the uh, book and CP3 uh, as early as you did just to really put the foot on the throat so you don't have to bring them back in. My biggest fear is uh, you shut Devin down, bring him back in, and that's when he rehurts his hammy because you're, uh, you know. There's nothing to re injure. What do you mean there's nothing? He's not injured. He has a body. Yeah, but he's not injured. <laughs> I mean, I, I think. With Book, I was okay with Book because he came back. He played the full first quarter. He came back in around normally when he would come back in in the second quarter. Chris Paul, Monty, you could tell was kind of playing it, you know, by ear as far as, okay, how much can I get away with as far as when I bring him back? Because he didn't bring him back. I think Chris Paul sat for like 12 straight minutes of game time, um, and that's not typical for him. Normally they have to stagger going on. And I think if the Suns hadn't gotten off to such a great start, we probably would have seen him come back sooner. But, you know, when you get 29 minutes out of Chris Paul and get a relatively comfortable win in a playoff game, I I think you take that 10 times out of 10. Oh, yeah. Well, especially with the mileage you had to put on in round one. Um, Here's a question for the group. Um, Do you like the fact that they continuously rotate players to go up against Luka, or would you rather see one player – kind of take on that assignment? I I think you kind of have to rotate just because, you know, Monty's mentioned, like, he's the type of player that he's seen every defensive coverage by now, and he's good enough to overcome it. So you have to mix up not just the types of the the way that you're defending him in the pick and roll, but also the guys that are on him. Um, And I think, you know, if you, you could put Mikhail Bridges in a do or die game, like if this game, if this series somehow goes six, seven games, I think you see Mikhail Bridges on him more consistently. But just to start, um, I think it's okay to mix it up and just make him work against different defenders because he did look tired down the stretch. And I, I think that's a byproduct of, you know, having multiple guys to throw at him instead of just one. 
And I think it keeps your guys fresh for the other end yeah. of the court where you're not taxing just one guy. Because let's be honest, you're not going to completely shut down Luca. Uh, he is their offense, and he's he's the guy that scores. But their game plan was let him get his, but make sure the other guys don't go off. And and I think by rotating, you are able to accomplish that, and you keep your your guys fresh on the offensive end. So I don't mind. I don't mind it. But like Gerald said, if it comes down to Game Seven, you're damn right. I want Mikael Bridges on him as often as possible because anything could happen in a one yeah, game. Because I think situation. last night when Mikael was guarding him, he only scored ten points in the in yeah. during the times when Mikael was guarding him. But Justin in the comments brings up a good point too. You have to rotate players because refs and the fouls. He gets a lot of calls his way, True. and that is something you have to take into consideration. But Espo, I think I like your point the most is allowing guys to remain a little bit fresh for the offensive end, right? And that's something that I feel like with Chris Paul, when you were talking about you want him to get more involved playmaking and the assist situation, it's such a fine line with Chris Paul, I feel like, these days because he could have 12 assists and we'd be like, yeah, but he could have scored more. (laughs) Or he could score a lot. And then he'd be like, yeah, but he only had six assists. You know what I mean? So it's a very fine line for him there, too. I don't don't think Mikhail's in the same conversation as Chris Paul when it comes to defense, though. I think Mikhail is he can handle that load. Like, he could he could go all game long. And, no, I, and my, I, it my, was just kind of a secondary thing. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. My counteraction to what you guys just said is uh, just, you know, in just playing basketball, sometimes you go up against a guy and he's a little difficult to figure out. But the more and more and more you play against him, the more you figure out what his tendencies are, what he likes to do, how he tries to draw those fouls, and you can avoid those kind of things, and you get better as well. Like it, there's it, there's a two way street there for sure. Sometimes he's going to get the best of Mikhail. Mikhail might get the best of him, and it'll go back and forth. But I think I'm more confident in in Mikhail's ability to play defense against Luca and make it more challenging and difficult than I am anybody else on the team. And so I would like to see Mikhail kind of take that matchup and 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 to kind of go back to your point, like. I don't give a shit if it's a seven-game series and if it's game seven. Game two is just like game seven to me. Like, we got to go. Yeah, I just to me, if it comes down to you're in a one-game situation, anything can happen, that's when you want Mikhail there. I just I, I think I think we're at a point where Luka could score 55 in a game and the Suns could still win based on based on their strategy and the way they're playing defense against the other guys and their offense. So I don't... I'm not going to over-adjust to Luka dropping 45 like he did last night because you won easily. So there may be a recipe for success just in that. And other guys didn't do horribly on him. I mean, the only guy that I'd prefer not to see on Luka on a regular basis is poor DeAndre Ayton having to switch out on him and trying to guard him at the three-point line and figure out how to stop him before he gets to the Just basket. Just make sure that happens when JaVale McGee's in there because he's got that covered. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think Ayton did a bad job. I, no. I think no, just he I, had I think, no help. I think for me, just because of the size and the strength disadvantage, Chris would be the guy that you don't want to see matched up on him as often. I know he does well against guys in the post. But the, yeah, that was funny because we literally talked about that last night. It was like Luca tried to back down Chris Paul at one point, yeah. and Chris Paul kind of flexed that old man strength where he was like, oh, shit, this little rock? Yeah. Like he couldn't move it. And then he took a fadeaway jumper and missed. And I was like, yeah, Luca ain't ready for that 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 little – you know, he's he's a solid, compact kind of guy um, for, for a tiny guy. Well, he's not tiny. He's like 6'2". I'm 6'2". I'm not tiny. I also in think comparison. Yeah. I also think Chris Paul's setting him up to pull the chair at some point. That's coming this series where 
Luca's just going to go to back, and and Chris Paul's not going to be there. It's entirely so. possible. Yeah, and we, we should know a lot of this is nitpicking because as much as Luca got 45, anyone who was watching that game knows how hard he had to work for those points. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and not hit, everybody, and hit, we'll get to that oh, in a yeah. second. <laughs> he hit like his last four or five shots in a row to even get to 50% shooting, and a lot of it came in garbage time when the game was pretty much all but decided, like, I feel pretty good. It sounds crazy to say about a guy who dropped 45, but I feel pretty good about the way that they defended him because a lot of that, and it's no detriment or to discredit Luca, but it felt like empty calories a little bit. Well, yeah, at one point, I think he was one for one for eight from three point, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, you're going to, you're going to give up points to Luca regardless. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I stand. Figure out how to guard the other four. You'll be all right. Any other thoughts on last night's game before we move on to updates from practice? All right, Gerald, well, you were at practice, so give us kind of the breakdown. What what did the guys and Monty say? Yeah, so we talked to Monty, Jay Crowder, and Cam Johnson today. And, you know, just the vibe that I got from guys last night and kind of again today because I asked about the finish, and it seemed like guys were very annoyed by the way that they closed out that game. And it makes sense when you're up by – double figures for most of the game you're in control you lead wire to wire and then at the end you just it kind of ruins the whole the whole performance that you had that feeling in your gut like man we should have closed that game out right we shouldn't have given these guys hope jay crowder mentioned that today we kind of gave them hope down the stretch and we need to take that away from them in game two um but so i asked monty if that's the type of thing that this group as competitive as they are will take with them into game two and, and he had some thoughts on that Possibly. <laughs> um, the one thing you can't lose sight of is that you want a playoff game. But there's there's a certain way that we like to play, and, and we felt like we had decent control of the game. When I went back and, and we went back and looked at the film, we missed a number of bunnies around the basket. We missed a few open shots. And then the transition defense component kind of added to that. But to your point, I think that that funky feeling that we had at the end, you know, could generate a bit of let's get back out there because it. We don't feel like we lost, but we certainly didn't feel like we finished the way that we should have. I mean, I totally understand where they're coming from with with what you said, Gerald. Like, just not it kind of feeling a little icky mm-hmm. about the way they closed that one out, but. I don't know that it's something to really be concerned about at all. Like I, I no. personally am not like sure they could have closed that out in a much better way, but I don't think it's anything to like, oh my gosh, what's going on with the Suns, or or is this indicative of anything else? Like I think it was just it is what it is. No, and, and to clarify, my question was if they take that as motivation, as like right. a fire in the game too, not like something that's like sticking in their heads. Well, you know, the Suns could do the same thing. They could be like, oh, yeah, we, we really hated the way that this that this team played, or we played in the fourth quarter uh, the same way that Reggie Miller was glorifying how the Mavs are going to take the last eight minutes of the game and try, and this is what they're going to show them on tape. Really, they're going to show them how half-assed the Suns were playing, like they were yeah. playing at the rec. Like, n- listen, this is such a non-story. It, it irritates the shit out of me. Look, I, the way I look at it is uh, with one of my favorite movie quotes, without hope, there's no true despair. You've given the Mavs hope just enough 
to break their heart again in game two and and crush them. That's I'm okay with that. They think there's a little opening, and you're gonna, you could slam it shut in game two and make it very clear you're the better team. But here's so. the thing. If it does give them a little extra boost of energy of them going into game two, like, yeah, that was one moment you could point to in this game that really pissed us off. We don't want to do that again. I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. Literally anything to get this team riled up and angry about something or have a point to prove about anything, go for it. Well, here's one then. Because Bees in the chat just said, Draymond Green picked the Mavs in seven, by the way. Just a cute little note for the Suns to keep in their back pocket. Draymond Green knows that the Suns are the are the team that's probably going to come out of this series. Even though he and picked Mavs in seven. He's already setting these little seeds to just get under Suns skin, the Suns fan skin. Draymond Green knows what he's doing. He knows mm -hmm. he knows that the fucking Suns are not losing to the Mavs. He knows that. He knows Luka is just like he's an empty stat stuffer. He knows that. Come on, bro. Like I'm not even trying to hear Draymond Green. I also Green. think it's going to backfire to an extent, right? Because what what he's trying to do is get in their heads, I think a little bit. This is the the Suns are the team that gets in your head. They don't let people get in their heads for too too long. So yeah. like if this were any other team, it may work a little bit, but I don't think it works for the Suns. No, this is the kind of shit that they use as fuel and it bites people in the ass. Ask the Lakers. I mean, do people not remember that stuff that they use? I mean, like DA's quote, if you talk smack to us, we're gonna smack you in the face. <laughs> no. That's the truth with this team, and this kind of stuff has no impact on them. So go ahead and pick whatever you want, Draymond. You're gonna have to come in and uh, likely have to put up or shut up. I mean, they still have a a tough fight against the Grizzlies. We can't act yeah. like either of these series are over, but you know, like, but their battle is gonna be much tougher. I think that's a fun. That I mean, game one of that series was fun. So. It, it better be They're fun tonight, be and the Grizzlies better fucking win tonight, otherwise. I don't like what's ahead for the Grizz if they lose game two because their their confidence will be shattered um, and they're going back to the Bay. And you know how that team plays and in the Bay. Being Eesh. the first time in the playoffs, like a younger team, like yeah. you, you got to get, they got to pick up game two. They got to get game two. What else did you hear at practice today, Gerald? Um, not a whole lot. I, I think uh, it was just kind of one of those weird practice days. Um, Jay Crowder mentioned that he has already run out of his uh, F.J. Crowder shirts to sell on his <laughs> website. So he said that was pretty crazy how, you know, the fans' response to it and how quickly they jumped all over that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I saw him post some pictures of fans from last night's game wearing those yeah. shirts. That's funny. Yeah, and, and that kind of thing is cool because he's talked in the past about how much he wants to, you know, with his partnership recently, how much he wants to kind of set down roots here and be involved with the community and just the way that this fan base has embraced him over the last two years. Um, so that is another thing you can add to the list of like, you know, I, I know we were down on Jay Crowder last series because of the shooting. Um, but like, he's, he's very well liked here. And, and that cool. type of thing is, is pretty cool to see by a fan base on one of the most likable Suns teams we've ever had. Can you ask him how he got them printed and shipped so fast? 
That's a good question. He probably has a company here. I, I would probably. think it would make the most sense to use a company locally if you're doing a shirt like that. That's a quick It would turn. make sense, but then how could he run out so fast? You don't just print some more up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't he know. He got it done in like a, a he, he, He's probably going to the guy. He literally the, did it in less than 12 hours. So, like, he could definitely print more up. He's probably going to the guy I went to at uh, AZ Mills to get the uh, uh, Enjoy Vacation Alvarado shirt. You just got him pressing those bad boys real quick. That's very true. All right, guys. We all know the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Oh, this week, new customers can bet just $5, $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Also, just a quick reminder, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. It's a quick fun way to uh, potentially get an even bigger payout those parlays. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now just a reminder, that's 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit, Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Get in on the action. It's a lot of fun. It's fun when it, when your bet hits. I wish Devin Booker would be it's in not, the It's action. sad when your bet misses. It sucks when your bet misses. <laughs> but it's fun when Stupid it hits. Stupid two points for Devin Booker. All right. Espo, you ready to play a little right or wrong? Uh, yeah. Let's... Uh... Let's how, do, how do we want to do this? We're, we're just let's. Wait, we gotta, we we're gonna start with the first clip, let's right? Play with the clip. Let's start yes, with the first the clip. clip from Nick Wright. Wolf. Yeah, Chris Paul shook, and rightfully so. This is the first series in years. Yeah, shook. This is the first series in years. Chris Paul's not the best point guard in the series, and he knows it. And Chris Paul also understands the Suns are the better team. The Suns have home court. The Suns have the better roster. The Suns might have the better coach. And that's the exact scenario that led to the Suns losing the finals because a transcendent peak of his powers apex predator took the championship from him. And when Luka Doncic goes 45, 12, and 8 and seems to have left some meat on the bone offensively, did it despite Jay Crowder going full Chris Paul and kicking him in the groin mid-game? Does it despite the fact that Jalen Brunson can't make a basket to save his life? When all of that happens, Chris Paul, he's, he's not throwing out Theo Pinson's name for no reason. He's doing it because he's trying to play some mind games that will not work with the Dallas Mavericks and most notably with my large adult Slovenian son, who is far and away the best player in this series. This series is going to be a war. You know, he could have just stopped at uh, the Suns. Uh, they know they're the best team. They have home court advantage. You know, he goes through this list of why the Suns will win, and he has no argument as to why this is going seven games other than Luka's good. Nobody's denying Luka's good, but it's one against five, Nick. I'm sorry. Like like we said last night on, on the postgame show, is there a guy that has ever been named so wrong? Like, I mean, the dude's <laughs> named Nick Wright, and I don't think he's been right ever, ever on, also, on that Like, show. that's a lot of disrespect to the Bucks. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm a fan of the Bucks or anything. Yes, I'm still angry about last year, but that is very disrespectful to yeah. the Bucks. To say that Giannis and Luca are one and the same is absolute just 
treachery. Agreed. And then also to oh, make right the right. argument that Giannis didn't have anybody else around him who was a substantial player is also really rude. Chris Middleton, Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday. Like there were other guys that played significant roles in winning that. And look, the he's he loves Luca. That's what it comes down That's to. That's all it comes down like, to. And if it weren't for him, for these clips getting posted on Twitter, nobody would ever hear what Nick Wright says because he's on FS1 and nobody watches FS1. Ooh, this is true. Mad facts. Also, he had a horrible take. His preseason predictions. We have a screen grab of that. Let's put that up on the screen. Yikes. Oh, things that did not age well. Yeah, well, this didn't really show up on the, the screen too well. Uh, we need the actual prediction that's below. Yeah, okay. You. It's all I got good. You. So he had MVP Giannis. He had the finals matchup being the Bucks versus the Lakers. He had the finals winner being the Lakers. And he re really struggled with this. But, and I quote, I picked the Bucks. But by the end of the year, LeBron's going to be holding trophy number five and finals MVP number five as well. Uh, wah, wah. Dude, I mean, look. I, I, I'm okay with people having different opinions than me. I'm okay with people being wrong on predictions. But where it crosses the line for me is, you know, these national media guys, it's entertainment masquerading as analysis. It's meant to fire you up. It's meant to piss you off. It's meant to be shared. And normally I don't engage with this type of stuff. But I did feel the need to share this one because at some point there does have to be pushback and mm -hmm. accountability for just spouting off bullshit yeah. and pretending <laughs> yes. like it's real analysis. Like there is no evidence whatsoever based on some stupid response Chris Paul gave about Theo Pinson that he shook in a game that they led wire to wire and were up by 21 in the fourth quarter. That is fucking stupid. I don't, I, I just, I, that type of stuff makes me very angry because <laughs> there are a lot of people that put a lot of work into analyzing the game and breaking it down, and he gets up in front of a national audience and spouts off ignorance and calls it analysis. It's Let, stupid. Let's let's hold back on the national audience. Three hundred people watching is a national <laughs> audience, right? Uh, Feel look, the rage, <laughs> Let it live inside you. When when has Chris Paul ever been shook? Ever. Have you ever seen Chris Paul shook? No. Yes, he's lost series, but Chris Paul and is he's not been shook. Upset. Honestly, the only no, time I've ever the only time Chris Paul was shook was when he was shaking his hand last year in the <laughs> yeah, series because yeah, was it wasn't working. Yeah, like, like yeah, there he's not afraid of Luka Doncic. There is not any ounce of his being that's afraid of anybody in the NBA because he knows he's one of the best point guards ever and knows he's one of the best players in the series. Like it's just asinine, and but he does it because he knows that he can get away with it, and it'll upset certain people. I mean, right? that's really all it is. It's just it's clickbait to get people riled up, to get people talking about it, and it's it's just it's annoying. It's well, being contrarian for the sake of contrarian. Yeah. It is, uh, but I I will say this in defense of Nick Wright, and and his horrible Chris Paul take. He did have. One take that was even more awful than that. Oh boy. Uh, let's roll this one. Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. I think most people in the basketball world, certainly on this panel, say Kyrie's a better player. I think they're flatly wrong. I think Kyrie is a 98 out of 100 on offense. I think Simmons is a 98 out of 100 on defense. The difference is... Simmons is not a bad offensive player. He's not a good, he's a terrible shooter, 
but he's high efficiency, he, he passes the ball well, and he gives you 15 a game. So call Simmons a 98 on defense and a 55 on offense. Kyrie's a 98 on offense and a 12 on defense. So I would rather have Ben Simmons than Kyrie Irving. Ooh. The only Yikes. thing worse than his takes is the hair that he's rocking. Man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what Espo looks at. I just hear the words that are coming out of his mouth, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you were the biggest spaz ever, dude. Like, this, that was such a, like, especially knowing what we know now and how Ben Simmons just dissolved in the playoffs last year um, and didn't even touch the floor this year. Like, it, that's just a horribly bad take. Kyrie Irving, whether you like him or not, is one of the best point guards of all time, especially scoring point guards of all time. That's not even dispute. Like I've never seen a guy uh, as small as he is be able to basically get any shot that he wants at any point in time. Like it's just unbelievable. The skill that Kyrie Irving has and to put Ben Simmons in the same category as Kyrie Irving is so blasphemous. It's Oh, it makes me want to just throw something out the window. I feel like we need to have a game on the show called like Hot Take Cannon or something where we literally just say the dumbest thing we can think of as a hot take and see if we can rile somebody up because that's what it feels like Nick Wright does is just says the dumbest thing that comes to mind and goes, that'll get him. What's your first hot take then? What's your hot take? Give me a hot take. Oh, you want You just want a, a random hot take a random hot take, hot take about anything. That Maxi Kleber is going to be the MVP of this series. He went five of six from deep last night. The Suns can't stop Maxi Kleber. That's that's the reality of this. He will lead this team to at least push this to six or seven games. Nobody can stop Maxi Pat. All right. We got to share this clip and then tell people to listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the clip right there. Absolutely. I do appreciate though Daniel and hello in the chat said that the rest of the group called him out for his delusional statements right after yes, that. They did. So that is a positive that they, they were all kind of like clowning him and making fun of his uh, horrible take there on the show. So at least there was some level-headedness going on on the there, show. There was, but you, you saw which clip their official show shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a reason for it. And it's, <laughs> yeah. we all know what the reason is. It's just, it's, Good old it's it aggravates me because you know that he doesn't even necessarily remotely believe those things but you don't have to watch the game anymore you don't have to even be right about the things that you're saying you just have to say it loudly you have to say it eloquently and you have to be entertaining while you say it yeah. and not eloquently okay i do <laughs> have a question because you mentioned something about comments from chris paul as to why he's saying he was shook i must have missed that because i was like where on earth did yeah. you get this idea that chris paul was shook so can you explain it, it came from the post-game interview with I think it was ESPN's Dave McMiniman, and he asked him about Luca's performance. And I think it was the first or second question that he asked him. It was something to the effect of, you guys won, but Luca went off. You know, how do you feel about that type of thing? And Chris Paul was like, they have a lot of good players. And he brought up some guys. He mentioned, you know, Tim Hardaway, who's, who's been out. He mentioned, like, Theo Pinson. And for me, I get how you could interpret that as, like, dodging the Luca question and downplaying the night that he had. I get that. But at the same time, given what we know about Chris, like when they had those 10 day guys here in Phoenix, he was advocating for them as guys who saved the league. He was the president of the Players Association Mm -hmm. for many years. And his responsibility was to take care of guys from the superstars all the way down to the 10 day signees. Like he is a guy that will always advocate for other players and stick up for them and kind of put them on a pedestal, so to speak. 
because this NBA is a brotherhood and he understands what it takes to get to the NBA at any level. So when I saw that clip of him kind of dodging the Luca question, yes, it's a subtle shot at Luca and he knows what he's doing. But at the same time, he is also just giving credit to the other good guys that this Mavs team has. Um, Maxi Kleba went off last night. He mentioned him as well. I, I think that he's taking something and running with it without knowing the first thing about what actually motivated that comment from Paul's perspective. I also think that, like, I mean, if you asked any player in the league to talk about the other team's star player going off, mm-hmm. They're going to sidestep it in some way, shape, or form. They might acknowledge, yeah, I had a good game, but we can't focus on him because it's five players on the court at a time. Mm -hmm. Every single person is going to do that. Nobody at the end of a a win for their team is going to be like, yeah, you know what? Luca, that guy, he's so freaking good. He's so yeah. good. Oh my God, Luca. Right. Especially the Nobody's first or doing second that. question after you get a win. Like that's that's not you're not gonna get the response that you're hoping for in that scenario. But he's shook, guys. He's shook. He's afraid of Luca. Yeah. What a weird response. Yeah, well, all right. You ready to move on from Nick Gray? Please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a couple of things to tell you guys about, and then we've got a really fun thing planned for you. So as you know, we're officially in the playoffs. The Suns are heating up. They're having fun. Fans are going to games at the Footprint Center. We're hosting watch parties, places for us to all gather and enjoy this playoff run. So we want you guys to stay safe and healthy so that we can continue to enjoy all the fun things around us right now. So just a reminder, um, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Also want to tell you about one of our newest partners, OG's Brands. Stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. So starting... uh, Today, today's the third, correct? That's right. They have mini OGs. So these are three milligram microdose options for those who may not want to dive right into the regular 10 milligram options that they offer. And these are available today exclusively at Zen Leaf locations through May 11th. So you want to try them out and you're interested, head on over to Zen Leaf. Or if you just want to find OGs near you, Go to OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com to find them near you. Also, come party with us on Friday at the Ainsworth as we have another watch party. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. It'll just be uh, Lindsay and I holding it down. We're trying to find another guest. We'll see if we can get one. But uh, uh, these two uh, guys over here, are, they've got plans apparently, so they're not going to be <laughs> here. Uh, somebody's going to the land of enchantment, and somebody wishes they were enchanted with the land. So, uh, yeah, here we go. What is I, that? Got enchanted with, I got uh-huh. enchanted with the with the land uh, using OGs the other day. You yeah, did get so, enchanted yeah. with the land. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll get that. But it'll yeah. be a blast. So come hang out with us down at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix. But don't worry if you're out of town or if you just can't make it. We'll be live with you guys here on our YouTube channel as always. Okay, we're going to round out today's show with a snake draft. Mm-hmm. We're going to draft overrated movies because why so in honor of what, Saul? Uh, because Luca is very overrated. He's an overrated actor. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far, but I'm looking forward to the draft. <laughs> so overrated. So, yeah, overrated movies. And our draft order, I don't recall, but I think it's Gerald, 
Gerald saw it's, Espo it's and rigged me. is what it is. The yes. most overrated movies of all time yep. is what we're talking about here. Um, feel free to drop your options in the chat if you are live with us here on YouTube because I could use some. This is tough because I know you guys are going to make me angry with this crap. Uh, here's I'm, my no, thing. Th th that's Lindsay's whole goal today is to make you angry. Here's my thing. So, I ooh, do not care about really movies make and mad. them being overrated or correctly rated or underrated at all. So, yes, I'm just here to start a war. See, that's my whole Lin thing. Lindsay overrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on Go the board. Go ahead, Gerald. What you got? All right. So with the number one pick in the most overrated movies of all time draft, I'm going to take Avatar. Nice. Wow. Okay. I right away. Nice. I would have thought that would have been in your wheelhouse. See, it was for a time, but God, people thought that was just like the second coming of like I don't know, Titanic or whatever. Like it was the highest grossing second film. coming of Titanic, and it was. It was a train wreck. That's, if you go back and watch it now, like it was. What awful. Titanic? No, uh, Avatar. Oh, Avatar. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, man. I, it, lots and also, what franchise gets to have like a ten-year layover between its sequels? That's true. Like, what the hell were they doing for a decade? Uh, oh. A lot of movies now. I mean, they just. I mean, they remade. They gave, gave a Ghostbusters. Uh, We've sequel. rebooted Batman uh, like four times in the last decade. Well, <laughs> you know, that's just because those outside Nolan stuff, it's been pretty shitty until yeah, now. I don't know. Avatar. I'm going Avatar. All right. All right. That was that was high up on the list of a lot of overrated that, movies. That was going to be my number one as well. Was it? So okay. that's solid. Solid pick. Um, what you got, Saul? All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little conflicted. Uh, I don't know if I should go with my heart or my head. I'm going to go. go with your heart. I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with my heart because yes. as much as I love this series, mm. I Ooh, do. Series. I do feel like it's way overrated. Okay. Star Wars. God okay. bless it. Star Wars. Are, are you picking so pick a specific like, movie like, or no? The, the whole franchise. You get the whole franchise. Yeah, you get the whole franchise, man. You can't just pick right. a movie. Well, I mean, because we if said, we were doing Marvel, we like we literally go like a hundred movies so deep. What, like you're that's gonna just, pick all Marvel movies. You can't like yeah, that. like because like oh, listen, God. Star Wars has a theme throughout. It's it's very just I don't know, man. Like it's it's good. It's good. I like I like watching the movies, <laughs> but it's not like. It's not worth the hype. It just is never worth the hype. Gabe in the chat said, okay, I'm out. There are like <laughs> billions of people who disagree, and there's only like seven or eight billion on the planet. <laughs> so I get it. I, I get both of your guys' arguments. I, mean, I do. I like Star I totally Wars, man. It. I do. Then how can you put it up there? <laughs> because it's like, it's like they talk about these things like they're the greatest movies of all time, and then they come out, and you're like, I've never left a Star Wars movie and be like, fucking awesome. I've always left a Star Wars movie and be like, well, oh, that was worth the time. Well, we and that's about things. it. I think it depends on when you saw Star Wars the first time. Well, yeah. I, I didn't mean, I see Star that's... Wars till I was much older. Mm. And I think that's part of why I didn't find it as, as entertaining as other people. You could say that about a lot Anything. of movies that were yeah. released in the 80s and 90s, which yeah. we'll get to that later in my draft. <laughs> Espo, what you got? I want to go Lord of the Rings just to screw with God. Uh, Gerald, it, and, but I'm not going to. I'm going with Titanic. <laughs> okay. Titanic okay. is just a floating soap opera. I do not give a crap. No, okay. It's soap days or lives on a fucking boat. All right? Stories? Don't oh, come for it, my stories, Espo. It's, uh -huh. Look, <laughs> if, it, if it was on TV and it was a soap opera, fine. Great soap opera. 
I have no problem with soap operas. There's no damn soap opera that takes you five million feet down below sea to see what the Titanic looks like and all the like the intricacies of this, how it could have if possibly I, broke down. It gives you the if visual want, of this. If I want that crap, I'm going to watch a documentary on the Titanic. Oh, I don't need Leonardo here, DiCaprio drawing me like a naked French girl or whatever. First of all, uh, the that's line never, was. ever like, going to happen in your life. Like, I don't <laughs> need any of that crap. It was... And do you remember VH? Remember when they VHS tapes, right? Yeah. That shit came on two VHS tapes. You had Obscene. to watch two separate tapes to see that whole damn why movie. You, why didn't you just Obscene. go to the movie? I I did, but then it was like see, it was so good you watched it twice. No, I did not see? watch it and twice. And he bought the VHS. I didn't see how buy the VHS. see how full of shit he is. I'm catching him in his own lie right now. You know, Saul. I lived with other people and I knew other people. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, I didn't okay. watch it more than once, and I didn't buy the damn two VHS tapes. I enjoyed the movie. It was I enjoyed very the movie long, very good. I liked very it. Long, so I, I, I okay get it. That. I get your. I didn't take. feel like it was long it. the first time I watched it. Though. No, it was three hours. Because you knew the iceberg minutes. was coming. The iceberg was coming. You, you knew what was going to happen with the boat. That wasn't anything that was, oh, I wonder if it doesn't hit the iceberg this time. <laughs> you know what's going to happen in every stupid-ass Marvel movie you watch, but you no, still watch it. No, I don't. But get the fuck out of here. I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew the Titanic was going to hit the ice Lindsay cube. just light the match and set us all on fire here. No, we're she, didn't, she didn't even bring this one up. Hello. We're, we're all very close. Hello um, in the chat. There's a backstop. That's why you can get laid and blames the movie. <laughs> <laughs> not true. But, I mean, true, but not because. true. It's very facts. I mean, I didn't blame the facts. movie for that. Oh, no. Yep, I blame the braces and all the other things for that. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, so I got back. He was definitely with a girl named Rose, and she turned him down. This might be controversial, but I don't care. I'm Um, going to take Ferris Bueller's day off. Oh, you get the hell out of this room right now. I actually agree. Saul, you shut the hell up, We're talking about the same reasoning of your Titanic. Like like Saul said, the first time around, it's not bad. But Mm -hmm. then after that, it's just like, okay, that's enough. I'm okay with that pick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that And too. I feel like, I genuinely feel like people think it is greater than what it was. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it's not that great. Yeah, it's okay. It's just not. I don't it's think it should have won an Oscar, but I also yeah. think it's a great, I just want to watch something mindless kind of movie. There's, There's so many other better movies to watch in that case. Oh, so many more. So that's my first pick. My second what pick the is hell? The Notebook. Okay. That the Notebook one I agree is so with. overrated. Like, like, I am sorry. That is not a, like... I'm sorry, no. A walk That's to not a better. love story that I am like oogling and aweing over. A walk to remembers better. I'm just gonna say it. I don't think I saw that. Mandy Moore with yes. Switchfoot as the soundtrack. Really like Mandy Moore. Pretty great. Look, I mean, you don't even have to like Mandy Moore. It was just a better movie. Ozzy Suns fan pod in the chat said, "Lindsay, how dare you?" <laughs> sorry. Uh, not you, sorry. I'm okay, okay with both those. You know what bothers me about uh about the Notebook too is, spoiler alert, like. She has Alzheimer's, right? And she's telling her these stories. He could be lying to her. We don't know if that actually happened. Oh it may not be that great of a love story. No, but then he she comes back to it because she has a moment where she comes back from. You know, I didn't she, know she, this part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, apparently, end, I didn't pay that much yeah, attention. At the end of the movie, he tells her, and then she like finally remembers yeah, who he is. Him. And then she like they kiss and they hug, then and she then she freaks out like, again because she goes right back to. Yeah. You know, having Alzheimer's or whatever, and then, but then they die together on the bed. I don't know if they die together. I feel like they die together that, on that the bed. That seems like pretty convenient timing for. The yeah, like you know, just, just like oh, let's lay down on the bed after she just freaked out on my guy. Yeah. You know, like first of all, the Notebook is overrated. 
But Rachel McAdams is phenomenal in that movie because yeah, is, I don't think she's overrated. I think but it's the a Notebook good movie. I think is it is just you know, yeah, yeah it's not a, the it's greatest a fine love movie. story of all time. No, yeah. no, yeah. So if we can pick a franchise, can I pick a director's entire catalog of uh, movies? I'm worried about which director no. you're going with. You gotta but, pick a, you gotta pick a like a singular franchise. Okay, well let me make this very clear. Oh boy, all of Wes Anderson's movies are hot trash. <laughs> They're garbage. <laughs> Total freaking garbage. And the Royal okay. Tenenbaums is the one I'm going to take. Okay. I'm sorry to the produ- production staff for having to spell Tenenbaums, but that is the that is the uh, one of the most overrated movies ever. Yeah, I'm not I there are some Wes Anderson movies that I like, but I'm not too far off from your opinion that a lot of his movies are a little bit overrated. What are some other ones? Um Life Aquatic, uh is it Rushmore? Rushmore wasn't awesome. Oh, Rushmore was I love dogs. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen any of these. Um, what's the one with the I, hotel? Yeah, well, I have no idea. Uh, Grand, the, Budapest the Grand Budapest Hotel. No, I, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Was Was he also the French Dispatch? Yeah, one that recently came out. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. But cool. Gosh. They're just they're very they're very artsy, fartsy, and stylistic. And some of them are I like, and some of them I just I feel like you guys left me like a really solid one, and I appreciate you all. What's for that? What is What is it? Uh, my next one is the Matrix series. Okay. I think the Matrix Including series. the first one? The first one's good. First one's okay. good. But after that, it's like, I okay, agree. bro, you lost me. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? What is the point of all this? I don't get it. Like, I think Saul is cheating here. He's just taking series so he gets multiple movies. I mean, yeah. so I... That could I also can, be to my detriment. It could be. Because the, the, the Empire Strikes Back point. is one of the greatest Star Wars films out there. But I have to lump it in with stupid-ass Jar Jar Binks. So there's that. All right, well... I think this is one of those cases. I think the first Matrix in its time was spectacular yes. and deserved its praise. In its time. They had no plan for the remainder of the movies, I'm convinced. Mm. And they just saw money and were like, let's go with this. Yep. If it wow. were a standalone, it would have been great. Hello in the chat is really, really pushing it. It said E.T. is overrated as hell. Hey, hey, don't throw up picks. I mean, that could have been a pick. Yeah, we can all doing? read the chat. <laughs> well, you know, well, I wasn't even reading It's the an chat. equal playing field here. Fine, fine. Okay, someone said Frozen is overrated, and I like Frozen, but Frozen 2 is better. And that's my hot take on mm, the Frozen okay, series. Okay. I agree. Um, so I have back-to-back picks Back-to-back. Now. Yeah. Back-to-back. Oh, man. I want to piss some people off. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go Also, with, by the way, Ozzy Suns fan says being able to pick a series is cheating. Just I don't so think know. it is. Just like, so you guys know. Well, you know what's cool about this Aussie? Aussie Suns fan does. You know what's cool about this Aussie Suns fan? Is like it, we get to make the rules as we go. We don't have rules here. We should let the We argue about the rules as we go. We didn't even agree on the order of the draft. So, yeah. Yeah, it was whole, random. We had a whole superhero draft where Lindsay literally chose villains the entire time. Are you with <laughs> your sure. mom, Gerald? We they were superheroes. No I'm just stating facts. <laughs> um, what are your two picks? My yeah. two picks are Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> because is that what? is the quintessential movie that if you did not grow up watching it and you watched it later, it is hot garbage. It is not funny at all. I never watched. I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about You won't find it funny. Do you not like British humor in general? I mean, I feel like I like British humor in general, but I just watched that when I was in college and thought it was the dumbest thing ever. I, that's fine. I am about to throw this basketball. Yeah, I, and, I think he's pretty wrong on that. And yeah. Austin Powers. Okay, I can understand. I understand the pick. Not okay, funny. I don't necessarily like it's agree. not funny. Again, not even a little bit. Not even a okay. little bit. It's again. Not funny. It's super problematic. <laughs> now, like it's yeah. super problematic. But there's a lot of things like Blazing Saddles. 
it is yes. extremely oh, yeah. problematic now, yeah. but was probably hilarious. That I do love from the Austin Power movies was um, sharks with laser beams on their head. Like, Freaking laser beams, Lindsay. Like I'm not mad yeah. at it. Look, no, it, again, I'm, I'm I th- feeling really confident in my drafts. <laughs> again, I think that is the the first so the first movie was good, and mm. then Money Grab after in, in its yeah. time. I can yeah. see now problematic. Sure. Monty okay. Python was elite in its era, and if you watched it, uh, you know, like, and, and you didn't take yourself so fucking serious. Like, if you, like, that's a perfect, <laughs> perfect movie to get high on and watch and be like, so what hard. the fuck? Like, seriously? Like, a rabbit is literally ripping dudes' heads off, and I'm laughing my ass off it's because they didn't wound. throw the holy grenade that shall be pulled on three, not before three, but on the count of three. Like, I fucking love that movie, Gerald. Go to hell. He's so mad. <laughs> Gerald Having to be high Gerald. to enjoy a movie is not a ringing endorsement for it in my book. I'm just going to I gonna, mean, that I'm is fair. That You're is up, fair. So. Okay. Well, so about to fire me up. Gerald, Gerald brought this on himself. I just want you all to oh, know this. Oh, come on. Now you're just being vindictive. No, I actually have it on my fucking list. Lord of the Rings is the most overrated oh motherfucking God. series of all time. That's it bores me to death the minute they come no. on the screen. No. I don't even understand what these big-footed freaks have to do with anything. I hate them all. I hate that series. It bores me to death. But I waited till four. I waited till four. Unreal. Three. Oh, no. You're just oh, yeah. selecting <laughs> beloved franchises now because they're all trash, oh. except right. for Star Wars. Oh, man. All right, but it was your number one pick. But it is overrated. It's not. I didn't say they're the worst. I just said that they're overrated. Oh, I I've expressed this opinion on this show before. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've talked about this one. Space Jam in any iteration no. No. is. It's not though. It's, no. it's the most overrated thing no. ever. Yes. I, dude, I yes. a million percent agree. It is no. people Disney. revere that movie as if it's Citizen Kane. Have you watched a certain Have generation. you watched the first Space Jam? Yeah. Like have you watched it in the last two years? Yes. Yeah. It is so fucking no, awful. It's not. It is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Bill Murray, it doesn't Larry hold Bird, up. Bird, yes, Bugs it does. Bird, Bugs Bunny, what do you Oh, they're so they're terrible. It's so bad. The acting is awful. The animation is awful. Like, you it's just not good. You know what they sound good. like? Get Haters. off my lawn. <laughs> That's what you sound <laughs> That's what like. you guys sound like. You, you guys love though. the old cartoons because they mean something. No, they I suck. Didn't say, when have I ever said that? You just said it. No, I didn't say it means anything. I said you're wrong. No, I said you were wrong. But you're wrong. The, the chat has a the chat has a good argument though. Does something have to be good to be overrated? I don't think so because if the general population thinks, oh, this is they they make it vaunted, it can be overrated even if it's not technically good. Right? Like Luca is really good, but I think he's overrated. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, but same, I same it's, thing. Yeah, you were doing yeah, the opposite yeah, the thing. Opposite like thing, yeah. it can be good, but also be overrated. I think the two can yeah. go, can and coexist. It can, be, it can be bad and overrated too. I like oh, I, like Avatar, I think was the number one pick. I think that, uh, and I I'm I probably wouldn't go back and watch it multiple times. But the Avatar ride at Disney World is fantastic. <laughs> like so, I like Avatar. Which is fair. Like it's uh, like like I said, Avatar. When I watched it, it's an okay movie. All right, runner up in the chat said, "Is there a better?" Better basketball movie, and yes, there is a million basketball movies are better. better. Oh my gosh, we all we should have done that. We could do that at another time. Yeah, Coach Carter, Hoosiers, 
love yeah. in basketball. Mm-hmm. White man, white can't, man can't jump. jump. Oh, white man can't jump. Dude, white man can't jump to me is like number one. Yeah, so that's the peak basketball. Saw so that hear me say it. I was no, just saying he it. Didn't. Just to, he didn't. Neither one of them heard you say it. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said it was overrated, but I was Dude, I will stab you in your fucking heart right now. I rewatched that. I rewatched that one. It so holds up, too. It's so good. I'm so mad they're rebooting it. All right, is it my turn now? You never know, though. No, I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do um, <laughs> this is where I feel like I'm just going to kind of go off the rails a little bit just to cause some if you chaos. Yeah. Uh, well, this one's this one I think is a legit, legit pick. Twilight. Yeah. yeah. Twilight's yeah. overrated. Yeah. I think more people overrated. now are starting to get that it's not that great. But at least initially, it had like it, a It was a following. phenomenon for like the first two, maybe three movies and then... It kind of got put in its rightful place. Like the the books are trash too. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with that. Ooh, I just want to. Uh, which one should I do that would cause more chaos? Oh my god, <laughs> she's literally the Joker. Yeah, you still have two more picks, so you can pick. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Which ones caused the most chaos? I'm gonna say. Ooh, I'm gonna go Braveheart. Oh, that's. I don't have any. Yeah, I've never watched it, so I don't care. Especially, you never watched Braveheart? No. It's pretty good. Well, especially, you know, when your lead man is so problematic now, too. Yeah, like, that makes it yeah. tough to jump in now. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not defending it's that fair. with Mel Gibson as the guy that I have to defend, yeah. even if I felt that strongly about it. Mm-hmm. So. I'm a little lost, so I must need to catch up after the show's over. Yeah. We don't need to get yeah. into it. Oh, yeah, There's no, plenty that you can... <laughs> Does that mean I should change my nope, pick? You, because no, that's you bad? Too late. You too late. No, you thought you had one. There no, you go. No, no, no. I didn't know <laughs> all of that. Kevin's so I'm saying, is it problematic no, no, to even put it, it off no, the list? It's, it's a movie. We're no, separating the movie from the person. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing problematic yeah. with putting it on You're not talking list. about, like, the man himself. Like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay. So I'm going to go with those two. Okay. Oh, I am... I've got a few that could piss people off. That I don't... You know what? I'm going to go with Mad Max Fury Road. Wow. I, I thought really it was liked, overrated. Oh, I visually, enjoyed it those. was kind of cool, but... Just, kind of cool? <laughs> it was like one of a kind. Yeah. Oh, man. That movie's great. Yeah. Um, I'm really Guys sad that I missed spray this. spray painting themselves with silver. Like, whatever. Like... I'm really mad that I missed this comment from Felix. So we're going to circle back what? to your Space Jam pick. He said, send these guys to Moron Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good comment, Felix. Thank you for that. Send me wherever you want. It's still the right <laughs> call. Still, still hot trash. All right, Saul, you're up. Um, I've watched it. I liked it, but I didn't really love it. And I know people quote that movie all the time, and I just don't understand why oh, it's right. not that great of a movie. Uh, Big Lebowski. Okay. I would have put that on my list too if I was trying to cause a little bit of chaos more yeah. so because I agree. Like, I get it. It's a yeah. good movie, mm-hmm. but it's not like no. the yeah. movie. Yeah. I like that pick. Yeah. That's Big Lebowski. Pick. Yeah. What? That's what? Are you yeah, struggling? Thoughts? No. I, I, <laughs> the, the rug ties the room together. All right. That, yeah. The rug ties the room together. I think that's a quote from, from the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. See, this okay. is you ra- rounding it all up there, Gerald. Go um, ahead and destroy us. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to go with La La Land for my fourth pick. I'm sorry, but that's not how jazz was discovered. That's not a depiction <laughs> of South L.A. Like, what the hell was that movie? And I, and I love Emma Stone. Like, 
I don't mind Ryan Gosling at all, but I watched that movie and I was just like, this film has its head so far up its own ass. Like, I, I can't deal with this movie. Cool. Hated it. All right, and what's your last how one? How can you hate Emma Stone? I don't hate Emma Stone. I, I love Emma Stone. It, I hated that you. project that she decided to take part in. It was terrible. Um, and then another one, I don't know how rated this is, but like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like Quentin Tarantino films, everybody just automatically loves them. And I watched that movie and I was like, that was a waste of two and a half hours. It, it was very I underwhelming. I understand that one. It was the, very underwhelming. The best underwhelming. part of that movie was the last 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. That was the only minutes. like really good part of that movie. That and the Leonardo DiCaprio in the trailer scene. Like that mm-hmm. was funny. But like other than that, I was just watching. Yeah. I was like, when is stuff going to like happen? It was very anti almost Tarantino because Tarantino typically has a lot of action throughout the whole freaking movie. Right. right. And so you're waiting for it to happen. and It didn't really happen. You're like, what the hell? That's it. And then the, then you get the 15 minutes of typical Tarantino stuff at the end. And you're like, oh, there it is. And then yeah. that's it. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my last yeah. pick. That's a good okay. pick. All right. Um, man, I'm going to go for the heart here. Oh, God. Uh, man, it's between two, and I don't know which one to pick. I'm concerned. I'm going to go with the Hangover franchise. Oh. Okay. The first one was really good. Mm. I really liked it. The second one, like, what the fuck are we doing here? The third one was off the rails crazy. It just was like, it had... And they just basically tried to replay the same thing over and over again, just right. in different places. I'm not down with that. Like, you have to be far more creative than that, even for a comedy, even for a slapstick comedy like that. Um, and so, for that reason, I picked the Hangover. If you, if you kill it at one, then it's perfectly fine. Yeah. The, la- the second two were not good. Absolutely. Yeah. They kept doing it. There's so many quotable parts of, of one that held up on its own, but then they just kind of just shit the bed. It's one of those, like, original classics that, like, comes out of nowhere and is so successful and good that it demands a sequel just for money's sake mm-hmm. and it will never live up to yeah. what came Almost first. like the American Pie series. I almost had that on yeah. my list. I'm yeah. not even going to lie. Yeah. That's another one that I think now, like outside of its time, doesn't translate. It's problematic too for a lot of reasons, which makes makes it yeah. tough when you're <laughs> like teenage porn. Is it good? Humping a pie. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. It kind of holds up. <laughs> <laughs> I never, never imagined that. Say that. The first part, the, the hey, there, I'm say, just gonna stop right there. Yeah, don't ever take me in a good Please. Side. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Espo? <laughs> so I'm torn. I'm torn in a uh, here on a couple. One, they both will piss people off for different reasons. Okay? Hello, and I are gonna fight. Uh you know what? <laughs> I no, God, no! Don't you fucking Who dare! Who said that? No, don't you fucking should dare! Should I say it? Blasphemy! Should I don't say Princess dare. Bride for no, my no, last no, name? No, you weren't even thinking. That's not even on your list. I don't no. even. I don't know what that movie is. I've never watched. So it. then you can't say it's overrated. Yeah. Well, that's I why I want to do it. In retrospect, are you still talking? Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump is overrated. Oh my God! What? Oof. Oh, dude. Okay. Dude, are you serious right now? Yes, I'm serious. Why is it overrated? It's implausible. It's problematic. With so the... is fucking Star Wars. <laughs> and it's on the list. It was going to be on my list. But it's it implausible is the reason why no, you think it's overrated. I just, it, it's problematic, too, now, when you look back at it at a certain lens from this time. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. 
All these people. I feel like every yeah. movie made it, like what? from the eighties to the what, what, two thousands were problematic. He thinks that right? because he's he's mentally challenged that maybe and it, it's problematic. Played, uh, but I'm I think that. I don't see it through that lens. I think he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to run around the fucking country, let him run around the country. I, I think it's overrated. I, that it's my list. It's overrated. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay. I, I do know that there's a contingent of people that feel that movie is overrated. I'm not personally. I think it's a good. I don't I think, think it's a fantastic movie, but I I liked it. I but think it's people one of the, say it's one of the greatest movies of all I time. I think it's a top hundred movie of so, all time. So by the top way, you just said yeah. it. You think it's overrated? I mean, I would put it in the top hundred. That means it's not overrated. There's been like millions of movies created. There you go. Um. So I'm torn <laughs> between two. There you go. Which are the two? <laughs> the Terminator and Cars. Here's the thing. The only reason why I thought Cars on this list, I didn't think people really loved it that much until he started working here. And then we got Sean and Shane over here, mostly Sean, being like, Cars is the best movie ever. It's not. So it's, is it actually overrated or am I just like I poking think, at them? I'm kind of with you. I didn't think that Cars was like rated by a lot of people. I didn't people. really think Hold it on, was. Hold on, Lindsay. If you're going to lie, keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> Cars. I never said it was one of the best movies ever. I thought you said Cars was up there on your mm. list of Pixar or Disney or whatever movies it was. She was gonna man. just you know throw out some strays and Apparently, that shit came Sean right back. Shane are saying that I'm lying. Oh man! I recall at least one of them, specifically Sean, being like, "Cars is such a good movie." Sean does overreact a lot, so maybe. but he didn't say it was <laughs> the greatest of all time. Like the cool did oh, he not yeah. pick it first on your guys' thing? Uh, I don't know on your draft? Went, I don't know if it went first. Whatever. Ooh, okay, so we're going to throw cars out. So then I'll pick the Terminator. I just think it's a little overrated. I, as a franchise, maybe. I think T2 was pretty damn good, but. Yeah, well, like the whole franchise. Yeah. See, this is crap to pick franchises. <laughs> it's so. It's so. Well, I didn't set the precedence that we were picking franchises. I mean, shit, you can't I, be mad about it with the last What am I now? supposed to be like? Star Wars 3, yes. Star Wars 6, Star Wars 2. Star, had, like, come on, bro. I'm not I doing had that sp- shit. I a specific Star Wars movie on my list. See, it's, it's tough because like with Star Wars, they're all kind of like similar. So yeah, they're all the same. That's the problem. That's why they're overrated. Well, we're not going to go that far, but like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's recap all the picks. All right, what we got here? All right, I've got <laughs> Avatar, Monty Python, Austin Powers, La La Land, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have Star Wars, The Matrix series, Lord of the Rings, Big Lebowski, and The Hangover franchise. I have Titanic, Royal Tenenbaums, Space Jam, Mad Max, Fury Road, and Forrest Gump. I got Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Notebook, Twilight, Braveheart, and The Terminator franchise. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to get some. This will be interesting. This is gonna be <laughs> interesting. I know. I this, can't wait. This is going to be probably the more int- most interesting vote we've ever wow. had because wow. I, w- I really want to see how people like there's just so much variety there. Like mm-hmm. you can't really discern which one is is really far off from the other one. They're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. Lindsay's gonna win because Lindsay always I know, wins. Lindsay always because wins. the internet loves Lindsay. Yes, I, I swear. One of these days, so chat. Flipping tired of the two of you with this tired, sorry excuse it's of why true. you constantly lose. I have literally lost some of these votes. One of these I days, I have literally lost some of these votes. Run. I'm not. It's not my fault. You guys pick 
back. One of these days, one of these days, we're going to do a poll and we're secretly going to swap out Lindsay's face for Shane's and watch how her stock plummets. Or we just don't put any faces on it and we just let people vote based on. Or you guys are you guys are making a a thing out of something that is not a thing. Lindsay, you are absolutely a adored by everybody that is not true that is so true it is, it is so how would you don't like me okay no, like, <laughs> i am problematic i'm not saying that people don't like no, me I, but it, it's you're taking it to a whole extreme look you i've won a couple we of all fights, have people so who like us look fabio's already in chat Lindsay probably won my vote look yeah because man. of what i picked they're mad because they haven't won exactly i won exactly no i haven't that's <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. It's not, right. it's not it's Gerald not. and I's fault. You guys suck at this game. And then the perfume says, why is she so defensive? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because, because it's fucking true. No, you want to know why I'm so defensive is because I get this literally every single time we do something oh. like this. Every single time. Because the two of them make it a thing when it's not a thing. They're, they just can't accept no, You can't pee. say that it's not a thing because it is. You, you literally just cannot accept that oh. you suck at picking picks. It's oh, not no. my freaking oh, that you saw. You come in every it's time and go, fault. I don't know about this topic. I right? don't know That's about exactly this topic. Half the time we come in here, you were like, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just going to, I'm going to Google this and I'm going to throw it out there. That's and then exactly that's what I did. And so then that's it. Well, not with all the things. Only with the last two that we did. Because what was the and last one? And you won the last one. But Didn't that was you? because I needed help sitcoms. remembering what shows there were. Oh, yeah, because the I'm not, but I'm not like when it comes to TV and movies. Like I'm not a buff like Gerald like, and Espo are. Like, I don't like, spend hours if, like looking if into you these had, things. Like, I just if it's on, it's on. If you had her. Espo's list, you would have won two. You would have won with Espo's list because Espo oh, had give me a Espo break. had Seinfeld and Seinfeld in the chat in all those comments was just going crazy. I need the, it's not my fault you suck Lindsay Smith motivational poster. I need it on my wall. <laughs> it's literally not I've my never fault. Seen Lindsay's the only thing that like would have been better. The fault. only thing that would have. What's so funny is, is that because like. Because you're discrediting my ability to yes, get good news. Yes, yes, that's what we do to each and other. That's freaking BS. Welcome to the club. It's, See, again, S it's BS because you lose all the time. Do it to Gerald. Gerald wins just as much as I do. No, he does not. Yes, he does. No, he yes, does not. Dude, I have elite taste like Lindsay. That's why we're winning. Oh, 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 oh so now we're going to team right, up again. Gerald, do you want to know what Lindsay said right before you walked in? She said, and uh -oh. I quote, uh -oh. oh, what's going to piss Gerald off when I picked this? But that was, to be fair, yes. Uh, but I have told you that straight to your face, yeah, she, too. Yeah, Hold on a second. There's a the very with that with Gerald. Yeah, that's... I have told Gerald straight up. Sometimes I'm doing things just to, to mess with him. But I oh, tell yeah. him straight to his face. So you like to be abused like that? Is that what it is? It, that's why is, you guys team up all the time. A, a you guys stick a Steve's over here, don't you two. It is a thing. It's not. Thanks. You guys, oh. I don't know what your celebrity Sore name is, but we're gonna losers. come over in a poll and then talk to Sore us. Sore losers. <laughs> it's like Lynn Gay or something like that, like Lindsay and Borgay or um, old Didn't you already come up with one on Did Twitter we? during our last poll when Gerald it? said I won and you guys lost it? and you guys got all mad? Gersey or something like that. <laughs> Wasn't it that? Was it, it Gersey? I, I, I didn't even hear that. You and us both tweeted it. Yeah. 
You oh, literally hashtag both Jersey. of you yeah. like, tweeted it. You think yeah. I remember all the shit I tweet? <laughs> you know how much I tweet? I don't remember any of it. Probably for good reason. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's hot in this here now. It's so I'm funny, mad at you guys. <laughs> We're gonna say goodbye because I'm angry. Lizzie said, "I want to pick things like to the make them bad." The end of the game one. We're, we're all bad. going into next I, show. I'm just over this argument because it's tired and it's sorry. <laughs> Your That's picks it. are tired <laughs> and sorry. According to the internet, yours are so. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Go vote on Twitter. Um, we appreciate you guys as always. We'll Whatever be back tomorrow was. with a pregame and a postgame. Pray for show. Espo and I. We might not be back tomorrow. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> it's not her fault. You suck. <laughs> Somebody hit the fucking cancel button. <laughs> Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw.